ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. G'day, I'm Matt Brand. The Territory Government has announced its water allocation plan for the Georgina and Wiso basins. Now, this covers a huge chunk of the Territory, more than 15 million hectares. These basins stretch from just north of Daly Waters to south of Tennant Creek. It goes out into the Barclay and, of course, covers the Beedaloo Basin. Now, the government has concluded that 210,000 megalitres of water can be sustainably extracted every single year. That's a lot of water. To learn more about the plan, I had a chat to Amy Dysard, who is the Territory's Director of Water Resources. Oh, look, I think it's um, been a long time coming. As we pointed out, it was out for consultation a, a number of months ago, and I think this is a really good step forward in the in the management of water resources in the Territory. It is a different situation than other parts of the Territory because in this case we've put the plan in place prior to that development occurring. So it's a really positive step in having some conservative um, allocations uh, at this stage and that we will be able to monitor and track um, the effects of that extraction over time and, and make sure that we have a sustainable resource. Uh, so this allocation means a third of the annual recharge could be taken each year. What happened to the days of eighty twenty? Oh, look, the policy settings that we've used um, for setting the extraction is we've actually looked at the water that is stored underneath the groundwater now. You know, as we know with the climate and changes in future, recharge can be variable. Um, so that's it's tricky for us to measure and monitor that. So what we've actually done is counted on the water that's there and exists. So this is the most extensive groundwater resource in the Territory. It's huge and it has a, a large, large amount of water in it. So what we've done is we've set some conservative um, settings in the plan to just allow a very small portion of that water to be used each year so we can track and monitor and make sure that the impacts of that extraction are acceptable um, before, you know, more water is taken out. Yeah, because, and correct me if I'm wrong here with the numbers, the, the storage is huge, 740 million megalitres, but really it, in terms of extracting the recharge is the most important part of this, isn't it? So the way that we like to look at it, because that's such a big number, it's hard to fathom exactly how big that is. But if you took out that 210,000 megalitres a year for the next 100 years, which is what we plan for under the plan, 97% of that water would still remain in the aquifer underneath. And that's putting aside the fact that rain will occur in that time, the system will be replenished. So it basically says that over time with this amount of extraction, that resource will continue to fill. It won't fill every single year, just depending on the rain, but over over time, it will continue to get larger. Uh, I see in a statement from the Environment Centre, it says it's a terrible decision that could spell disaster for the Roper River, as well as Matarenka and Bitter Springs. What do you say to that? Oh, look, we have a really good understanding of the resource and we do know that there is connection between um, both Georgina through to the Roper River and Wiseau through to the Flora River. However, we also know that the, the level of that connection is relatively small. So 
the water moves quite slowly through through the aquifer, the regional aquifer. It's actually about a metre every 10 years. So we're talking about thousands and thousands of years it takes for that water to move from sort of around that tenant area towards sort of Larimar. And we also know that the amount of water that is actually passing through that Georgina Basin into the Roper River is about 3,500 megalitres per year. So once again, compared to the size of the resource in Georgina Weezo and, you know, the flows in the Roper is a, is a very small portion of those total flows. So yes, it is connected, but it takes a very, very long time um, for that water to move through through those um, pathways. Right. So just going again to this statement from the Environment Centre that says the government's own science says significant water allocations from this aquifer could cause the roper to stop flowing. Is that correct? No, that is not correct. Um, there are other plans that we're also working on this area that that's, um, support this plan, and that's the Mataranka plan. There's a water advisory committee that's actively involved in the development of that plan. And that looks at more specifically about the impacts on the roper in that area. And you'll see the settings in that plan will deal with those impacts. Um, the reason you don't see that in the Georgina Weasel is, as we said, there's a connection, but it's a, it's a very small, a relatively small, and it takes a long time. So it's not within, you know, a 10-year plan or a a hundred year projection of usage that will see that impact. If you're tuning in, this is the Country Hour and we're speaking to Amy Dysart from the Department of Environment and Water Security. The government has released its water allocation plan for the Georgina Weso basins out there and in the Barkley, out there in the Beedaloo. And I guess on, on the Beedaloo, Amy, how much of all of this is really about fracking? Yeah, so we do have a beneficial use that um, so a portion of the estimated sustainable yield has been allocated to for petroleum activities. What we've actually done in this case, which is different to other plans, is we've put a cap on the portion that the petroleum industry can access within that, and that's at 10,000 megalitres per year. Um, you know, that's sort of less than, you know, 5 to 10% of the, the total allocations available in that region and we think that's a reasonable um, portion of that available water to be used by that industry. Yeah, so 10,000 megalitres a year for the oil and gas sector, 20,000 megalitres a year set aside for Aboriginal Water Reserve for economic development and industry in general, 160,000 megalitres per year. What's your understanding on, on how much demand is out there in this area to extract water? Yeah, as you've pointed out, it's a very big area. Um, it covers 12% of the territory and it has about 1,200 people. Um, so it's very sparsely populated. Um, we have made available an amount of water, you know, primarily for agriculture based on previous, you know, soil suitability studies that have been conducted in that area and identified that there's good potential for that type of development. So we've aligned the amount of water available in that, in that I guess, other consumptive uses to that um, predicted demand. The time in which that, you know, demand happens um, still has to be made under a water extraction licence for each of those properties. So there's still a, 
assessment and rules and conditions that are applied to water licences um, as that development occurs. Yeah, so if someone's in that region listening this afternoon goes, oh, here we go, I might uh, look at uh, putting a few bores down and extracting water. What is the process from here on? Yeah, so the water allocation plan does not allocate the water now. You know, it makes the water available for allocation through a licence. It's still subject to that assessment. So depending on where the landholders want to do that extraction um, and how much they want to extract, they have to go through that process. So that can take sort of at least sort of six months to a year for us to make um, those assessments and to grant those licences if that is um, considered to be acceptable by the controller. And is this water free? So at this stage, um, there is a water regulatory fee that is paid by the petroleum industry. Um, That was introduced in January. And then under the Territory Water Plan, you'll see that there is a priority for government to look at how we put a value on water for the Territory to ensure that there is contribution to the, the costs of regulating water Um, and also managing the resource. Um, That's being conducted separately from my division in water resources, um, but that is a a commitment by government to look at, um, you know, making sure that we value this really important resource. And it, you know, complements well the process of putting in a plan and having allocations and then, you know, licensing licenses contributing to the cost of that management. So there is a there is a chance down the track that this two hundred and ten thousand megalitres a year will have a charge on it. Yes, as it will for all other um, licenses in the territory. That's Amy Dysart, who is the territory's director of water resources. The government has unveiled its water allocation plan for the Georgina and Wiso basins. You can read this plan for yourself if you head along to the department's website. It's up there this afternoon. Kirsty Howie is from the Environment Centre NT. Kirsty, what's your thoughts on this plan? Oh, look, Matt, um, we're pretty worried about this particular water allocation. As you said, it's a lot of water. Uh, We've never seen a water allocation plan allocate this much water before in the Northern Territory. And there was a fairly strong response when it was put out for public consultation at the end of last year. And you might recall a number of uh, water academics and community members uh, came out criticising it. And that was largely because of the connection of this aquifer. It's really important for a range of industries, as well as, of course, for the environment. And it's connected up to uh, those beautiful springs at Mataranka, Bitter Springs, and also the Roper River, as well as the Flora River, which discharges into the Daly. Mm. And I guess there is a difference between the draft plan and what has now been unveiled. In the draft, the government was going to allocate 262,000 megalitres a year. That's been reduced to 210,000 megalitres. Not enough in your books? That's right. There's been, there has been a reduction. Uh, the basis for that hasn't been made completely clear in the documentation, but it's still a lot of water. And I think what you have to look at here, and I did listen to the Executive Director of Water Resources interview earlier on your program, is we need to make sure that we're not taking out more water than is actually being replenished into the system. And therein lies the problem because the government says that the recharge rate is three times what they're allocating each year. Mm. But that's uh, 
related to modelling based on a very, very significant rainfall event associated with Cyclone Tracy back in 1974, and then averaging out over 50 years um, what that what that is from from that particular big event. And and we say that's pretty skewed. If you look at the median recharge, it's more like 0.5 gigalitres per year. So we think uh, that what the science shows is that we'll be taking out more water from this aquifer that is going to be recharged and it's a very episodically rarely recharging aquifer, that particular part of it. And that could spell significant risk um, for everything that relies on that water. In your view, what is a sustainable amount that could be extracted from these basins every year for industry? Well, I mean, I think that there's certainly scope for uh, a reasonable amount of extraction from this particular aquifer. Um, I think it's not really clear what this water will be used for. There's 10 gigalitres allocated for fracking, 10 gigalitres allocated for the mining industry, and a really significant amount, um, something like... I've, I've got it here for you. Yep, 159,000 yeah. <laughs> megalitres yeah. for yeah. ag, aquaculture, industry, mining, mm. etc. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, that's a significant amount of water. Let's let's find out what that water is supposed to be used for. Um, but I think that what you need to have here, because it's never had extraction at this, this level, is you start with a much smaller estimated sustainable yield. And I think that was what we were so shocked by last year. We assumed that that water allocation plan would have a much lower rate of extraction to start with um, than, you know, the, the huge amount that's been allocated. So very, you know, it's very important to see that we, we do have a sustainable level of extraction and support industries that want to be established. However, um, we think this is, is really overshooting it by some, some distance. A text from Val this afternoon says, better to utilise a renewable resource and stay away from the northern rivers, says Val. Is, uh, I guess, that a point? Um, this part of the Territory could be a more sustainable source? Uh, look, I think that really uh, sort of you need to look at the aquifer to really understand um, where this water is going to eventually. And it is, as has been revealed in numerous scientific studies, it's a huge aquifer, um, but it does connect up to these northern rivers systems and in particular the Roper system and also the Daly system. It discharges into the, the flora springs there. So taking water out here and a huge amount of water does definitely eventually, and it might take a long time. But yeah, and, it does and on a long time, is it right it can take millions of years? Look, I think I would dispute that. That's certainly a statement that's been made. But mm. I, what I was quite surprised by uh, when all of these studies started to come out about this particular aquifer as part of the baseline studies for uh, following the fracking inquiry is that some of that water actually does move very quickly indeed. So um, I would suggest that millions of years is a stretch. It could be a couple of generations, it could be more, and that's what we really need to critique with this modelling. Um, you know, when will these impacts be felt? How also does this level of extraction uh, impact? There will be other water allocation plans in this area. Mataranka Tindall is close to being Due declared. Due very that soon, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same water resource. It's a connected water resource, so we need to be looking at this whole system holistically. Thanks for your time this afternoon. No worries, thank you so much.